This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Wealth Puzzle Radio. This is Mike Mansfield and Tony Shore here to certainly entertain you on your Saturday. Or or these days, maybe you're just logging in on your podcast. So we could be entertaining you on your any day here. Yep. Um, with wonderful thoughts, conversation, financial information, retirement, goals, facts, scenarios. There's all kinds of good things here, Tony. Puns, Everybody quips. Everybody loves it. Puns, quips, pros. Stuff Pros about chickens. Quotes. Yeah, exactly. See, we this cover it all. I know. This is, you know, this is, <laughs> this is some good listening. Oh, sure someone, it is. Someone stopped me the other, the other day and they're like, hey, I was listening to your show. You guys were really, really having a good laugh or something about it. And I'm like, really? Is that what oh, I thought we were talking about important <laughs> factual things. It made it sound like we just really shoot the breeze here. Well, we, um, you got to make a conversation. <laughs> we want to have fun. And I, if we have fun and are laughing. Uh, the hope is our listeners will as well, but uh, absolutely it doesn't always work that way. But hey, every listener, just remember, as we've been kind of talking for a while, you don't have to tune into our wonderful, amazing show on Saturdays at noon. You can listen to it on a podcast. We have it on Spotify. What else do we have it with, Tony? We've got the um, iTunes, iTunes, Google Play, the Google Play, the yeah. Spotify. Spotify is a great one because almost everyone has access to Spotify. Yeah. You can get the free version, look up the show, go on there, and just uh, give it a listen or subscribe to it. And that way, every time there's a new show, you'll be notified. I mean, the wealth puzzle is taken off. Yeah. So just remember that. that you got you to gotta go look up the wealth puzzle on one of those podcast avenues. You'll find the show. You'll be able to subscribe to it. You can even go to our radio show website, which is wealthpuzzleradio.com. And on there are links to those things so that you can, in fact, sign up and link up and load up whatever you got to do to get the podcast. So this is 2019, man. This is the age of the future. All of us old dinosaurs with technology, we're learning how to do things differently. So this is good. You can take it to the gym and listen to it. That ought to be motivating. That ought to get your your pump on real good. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. I would also advocate, you know putting it on the on your Alexa at home while you're sitting in the jacuzzi at night. That'll help you fall asleep. Or driving in ju- traffic. A lot of people pull jacuzzi. up Spotify and listen to it, or yes. iTunes and listen to it on the road while they're stuck so in it'll traffic. Be, it'll be calming. We, we provide calming information for stressful traffic driving. Yeah. Well, hopefully calming. <laughs> I mean, you know, the end of last year, the markets weren't too calm. But, uh, oh! See what well, I hey, that there? brings up today's show, though, Tony. Look at you. You're, you're always trying to seed the next phase <laughs> to get me to stop talking about something. I am. I'm I trying like to that. move it along into the topic <laughs> of today, the topic du jour for today's show. But you're right. 2018 was a rough year for a lot of people. And it's ironic because it wasn't a rough year in the sense of this like total loss of your accounts. It wasn't the 2008 where you opened up your account and you were down almost 40%. You know, the, the market as a whole, the U.S. stock market was only down like 6%, but it was this emotionally exhausting, volatile, up and down, chaotic year. 
there was a lot of politics, a lot of global drama. We got trade wars. We got we got fights with the Federal Reserve. We got all kinds of fun stuff going on. And so I think that the just the exhaustion of it was so overwhelming. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, what I do at night is I always tell everyone is I'm laying on my kids' beds waiting for them to fall asleep. And I'm reading all my articles through all the different investment sites. And I come across an article the other day that I thought was interesting. And so, Tony, you and I have been talking about this because it's about you. You wrote it because it's Tony, five money mistakes investors need to avoid in choppy markets. <laughs> well, it wasn't me, though. It was a different Tony. It's the other Tony? Yeah, the other guy. <laughs> Tony Robbins. Is that the guy that's in charge of Winnie the Pooh? No, that's Christopher Robin. Oh. So not even close, really. Oh, I mean, was, yeah. Okay, it was a bad joke. Come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> I thought Tony, Tony Robbins was that um, was that uh, speaker who like self help guy. Yeah, he's like seven and a half feet tall. Yeah, is this the same Tony Robbins as he finances as you've, well? You've got the guy. So oh, okay. Tony Robbins is interesting, Tony. We'll talk, should we should we call him Big Tony and you Little Tony or what should, how do we how do we reference this? I don't know. Nobody's ever called me Little though, but I, I am. A I lot know. Shorter. Do, <laughs> boy, this is a conundrum. Yeah. So, anyways, the uh, the the other Tony, Tony Robbins, public speaker, self help guru. I mean, I was reading his little bio here on this article, and it says blah blah blah. He's coached more than fifty million people. Whoa. I yeah. mean. I don't, you know, I don't know yeah, what that he fills means. up Every, stadiums everyone. when he speaks and he goes around and does corporate events and huge events and yeah. stadiums and people go to be motivated. And he's the most successful motivational speaker in the world. So, yeah. So it was kind of fascinating because a handful of years ago, all of a sudden he like ventured out. He, he spread um, into now teaching personal finance literacy across the United States. Sure, Because he saw Dave Ramsey making money at it. <laughs> what? How he dare to you? Sell more books. Little, little Tony, don't talk about Big Tony like that. <laughs> yeah, he is a smart guy, though. I'm just, I'm just teasing. No, no, no. But look, I, I, I get it. You know, be, but that was always the first thought, and I've heard that from people over the years. Is well, it must be good information because what vested interest does he have in it? He, he doesn't own a financial planning firm. He's not coaching people on their social security and tax advice on a daily basis. And, and my rebuttal is true. He's selling books. Um, right. So, you know, it, yeah. it is a benefit to him, but what is interesting about it is the fact that he has certainly ventured into the financial services world. And what's unique about Tony Robbins when you read his books, cause I actually have both of them in my conference room. If anyone wants to come by the office and hold one of them, I'll show it to you. It'd be fascinating. <laughs> and, um, what he does is he goes out and he interviews some pretty high level people. He, he, That's because cool. of who he is and his background and his skill set, he has the ability to interview people at the Federal Reserve and interview, you know, the CEO of Morgan Stanley and people like that where normal humans just don't have access to this type of conversation, this type of opinion, this type of thought. And so I actually read his books. I enjoyed his books. I thought that they were very insightful. They are. But They're one good. of the things that he spends a lot of time on is something that was perhaps one of the best classes I ever took in college and it was behavioral finance. Oh, and that's talking about the psychology of financial decisions. Because you ever gotten upset about a financial decision, Tony? <laughs> Every financial decision is emotional one way or the other, either so on the true, good though. side or the bad. We, 
Yeah, everybody gets emotional about their finances, don't they? Oh, it's it's so true. And it's so easy, you know, that's why we we're talking about 2018. When the market's in its death thralls, I mean, you had you had something like 75 days last year where the market had more than a 1% change. That's a lot of volatility. You go back to 2017, it was like 7 days. I mean, we're talking 10 times as much volatility, chaos, concern. It was a rough year for people emotionally and from a psychological standpoint. So the people that I was meeting with, my clients, um, new people coming in, everybody had a different type of concern. And what I thought was fascinating, Tony, I'm not sure if I'm talking to Tony Robbins or you. I, I hope he's listening <laughs> to the show. So may, maybe it's him. Sure. The um, But what's fascinating is that People universally think the same in a lot of ways when it comes to financial matters. When they turn on the news, they suffer from something called memory bias, where they're seeing what's happening now, yesterday, recently, and they use that as this like weird indicator of all future events. And that's something that we all have to be conscious about and concerned about, because the problem that people had with 2018 was that in 2017, it went up every single day. And they became complacent. They became, hey, stock market investing is easy. Look how awesome this is. It goes yeah. up every day. And then everybody kind of got dropped on their, their heads. So, ah, you know, it's chaos. What yeah. are we going to do? So, Tony Robbins, she, maybe we just go by last name. So maybe we'll call him Robbins and you short. Just maybe call him be Tony Robbins clear. and me Tony. That works. Okay. So I can be personal with you and formal with him. <laughs> right. All right. So with Tony Robbins, he he put out this article, but what the article was doing was it was just gleaning out all of these fun facts from his book and the, the five mistakes that people make as investors in volatile markets. So read his book. You'll see what they are. It's going to be awesome. Have a great Saturday. See you guys around. No, we, oh. we want your take because you're a fiduciary looking out for our best interests, your client's best interests and what to do. So I want your interpretation. So what, what are these five things and uh, what do you think about them? That's good. Okay. So number one, seek va seeking validation about your investment beliefs. I actually think this one is very interesting for people that pick their own stocks and do their own investing and or just have kind of their own strong opinion about investing. Because I have all types of people, Tony, walk into my office, people that are, you know, have been investing their whole lives and have a strong understanding of it. And people who have been invested their whole lives and have no clue about it. They have the 401k. They have the spouse. They have some metric that has done it for them. And then the people, you know, that, that just don't have much experience one way or another. And it's interesting because a lot of times when people come in that have been doing it themselves, that self-directed stock picker, whatever it is, they have a strong set of beliefs of what they think the rules they follow, the thoughts that they have. And so what I'll do is I'll start to have a dialogue with them and I'll, we'll discuss, hey, you know, think, look at it like this. And it's interesting because I would say at least half the people that have that kind of a background generally start to push back on me where we, we get into this like almost little micro power struggle of who's right, who's wrong. See, I don't look at myself as right or wrong. What I do is I look at myself as having a different set of understanding. And it would be a great way for me to, hey, Here's how I look at it. Here's how I perceive it. Here's how I view it. And if we can take everybody's information and mesh it together, we have a stronger understanding of investment methodology. And to me, that's how we make good decisions. And so what Tony's talking about in his book, Tony Robbins talking about in his book is he's saying, hey, look, 
Stop trying to validate your own beliefs. Instead, go look for other people's beliefs. He says that Warren Buffett does this. Charlie Munger does it. All these big famous professional people that he interviewed, they don't sit here and just want to believe what they believe. They want to see how everybody else thinks and they want to try to find validation in that because it only strengthens and reinforces what they're doing. I thought, you know, that's totally true. Yeah, that's great. And that's something that I fight people on all the time is they want to live in their own beliefs and they only want validation that what they're doing is correct and any contrarian thought to that then becomes a concern. You know what? Time for a break. I need a break. I need, I need, we need a water break. Yeah, we're going to take a break here. Do you have anything to add before we do? Absolutely. Like we've been talking about, hey, we're on, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes. We have this show set up as a podcast, so I would encourage everybody to go to at least our website, wealthpuzzleradio.com. Link it up, subscribe to our podcast that we have access to the shows on a regular basis. Um, you got to remember, we've been voted number one West Ventura County's number one financial planning firm for the last two years running. It's for a reason. We put a lot of time, a lot of energy into helping our clients. We want to make sure that you have a proper retirement plan, a cash flow plan that takes into account maximizing social security and pensions and other external income sources, that we understand your debts and obligations. We evaluate your income gaps. We understand your taxes, your estate planning, your legacy. There's so much to talk about to build a proper retirement plan. We do that upfront, complimentary, no cost, anybody that comes off the radio show. We're more than happy to help you get going and organize the puzzle pieces. Give us a call, 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from The Lynn Group by visiting thelingroup.com or calling us at 805-500-7035. And welcome back to The Wealth Puzzle with our host, Michael Mansfield, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, Michael, today we're talking about treading lightly in rough markets, and uh, you're going over five points that we need to be aware of. Uh, What's number two on that list? So the next one's a good one because I almost was talking about it with my own background stuff, but it's called Thinking Recent Events are an ongoing trend. See, this is memory bias. So we look at what's happening, what happened yesterday, what happened for the last six months, and then we somehow just forward project that and say, boom, there it is. It's all over. The end is near. And it's funny because emotional investors tend to make bad decisions constantly. Individual investors tend to make bad decisions constantly. And this is just kind of a generalized thought, obviously. There's always the individual. But you read this mistake number two, and you know, here's a quote. If you panic during a market downturn, and you sell out, you cannot recoup the assets on the upside. In the 22 corrections in the post-war era, the S&P 500 suffered an average loss of, let's call it 14%. It went on for about five months. After hitting that low, it generally took, on average, four months to get back to even. So, you know, markets correct. They go down, they go up. But the argument here is we don't know where the tops are. We don't know where the bottoms are. Right. You probably don't know either. And so you have to be very conscious about how you're moving in and out of the market so that as much as you try not to participate with the downside, you also don't miss out on participating with the upside. And that's the problem with a lot of these strategies these days that are these all in, all out investment strategies. I mean, there's a number of people that 
I hear even on the radio talk about, hey, we just moved to cash completely and then we'll move back in completely. <laughs> you know what? No. That works, but it's the extreme, you know? Ooh, I mean, yeah. the, the other attitude that I've, I've seen with clients and things we way, do. Though. Yeah, it might not work. You, you, might, you might miss the boat. Yeah. You know, it's funny. 80% of corrections, so that's when the market falls 10%, never turn into a bear market. Now, let's be fair. We just had a bear market correction, but it, but the next question is, is it a bear market correction inside of a recession or a non-recession? It's looking like it's a non-recession, non-recession. bear market yeah. correction, yeah. which is a very healthy, normal thing that should happen, especially when the old stock market's been going up for a decade. Come on, let it go up and down a little bit, people. Yeah. Everybody panicked in 2018, but I think what you're saying here on this point, this point is the old adage, uh, past performance is not an indication of future results. I mean, here's a quote from Warren Buffett. Anyone ever heard of him? Investors project into the future what they have most recently been seeing. That is their unshakable habit. Mm, Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's the whole thing. Past performance is not an indicator of future results. That's the bottom line. And people forget that. I agree. It's yeah. crazy. So what's all right, the number next three? Point? We got to move through this. Yep. Geez, Tony, you, you've been bogging us down with all the extra comments, and <laughs> now now we're dragging behind Very here. Few. So number three, I, look, half the reason you're on the show is you're my fall guy. I get to blame everything on you. <laughs> no problem. Number three, <laughs> overestimating your abilities. Ah, uh, what does that mean? I'm never wrong. <laughs> the um. It almost is like number one, how it says, stop trying to validate how you invest and look for how other people invest as a way to understand and build your investing abilities. You know, there's all these statistics and obviously this is 2019, so we're not allowed to talk about gender, but Oxford, no, not Oxford, excuse me, the University of California, the big finance professors there, they did a study of 35,000 households over five years and they found that men are prone to overconfidence and they traded 45% more than women. Now, what's funny about that, Tony, is they're overconfident, they trade more than women, and on average in that same time period with the people they were looking at, the men ended up with a 2.7% lower average return annually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean... Those dumb guys. Come on, man. Yeah. Leave well enough alone. Yep. Yeah, it's because but, they're monkeying with it. They monkey yeah. with it too much. Yeah, they, they they're yeah. too smart. They know too much. They're you know they they they've got all the tea leaves. Yep. You got to be careful. And there's so many different investment strategies. You know, Warren Buffett's attitude is look for good quality companies. You buy them at a fair price. You hold on them a long time. Uh, Jack Bogle, founder of Vanguard, he's got a different strategy. His is look just buy low cost index funds. Hold them. All the time, you'll end up with a market return without the drama of management fees and and taxes and all kinds of stuff. Everybody's different. Yep. All right. Mistake number four. Tony Robbins says mistake number four is letting greed take over. Ooh, greed. You know, what's interesting is when he talks about this bullet point, Tony, little Tony, Tony Shore, where we are, when he talks about letting greed take over... He doesn't talk about just the pure thought of greed. Oh, greed. Oh, it's scary. You're greedy. He talks about greed also in the form of being impatient, which I thought was fascinating. You know, the other day I had someone in and they were talking about a stock and they said, oh, my gosh, Mike, we heard about this stock. And so we pull it up on the chart 
And one of the things that I do is I like to watch the charts, the moving averages, all these different lines and blah, blah, blah. And it was funny because these people are coming saying, this is a good stock that I would like to own. But when we looked at the chart, the stock had been going up a lot. It was well above all of the averages. It was well above normal as well above all of these lines that we look at on the computer screen. And that was my comment was, you know, it might be a good stock and that's good. Maybe we want to own it, but I'm not sure it's the right time to buy it mm. because it's been doing a little too well, a little too hot and heavy. And as is the universe, everything returns to its mean. Everything returns to average in time. Yep. Um, look at Apple stock over the last six months. You know, if you were if you were so jealous of Apple stock hitting 230 and oh, oh, it's going up. I missed it. I got to get in it. It's oh, it's so great. You know, well, you can own it right now for 145. Yeah. Hot dog. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, so patient. So being patient is an element of not being greedy. Right. Finding the right time to make good, informed, unemotional um, investment decisions. I, yeah, I had the same exercise with another company I can think of. I had somebody call me um, for this little company called Neo, who is a they're like the competitors to Tesla, a brand new company yep. in, in Japan or something. And they said on a Friday, Mike, we have to own this today. And I said, oh my gosh, why? What's going on? We know stuff. And we know that by Monday, this is the thing to own. This was probably at least six months ago. Mm -hmm. And and I said, oh my gosh, we better get it. How much do you want? What are we doing here? You know, geez, you know, panicked, immediate. They knew. Um, it's, it's still currently down 50% since they bought it. Ouch. Um, Ouch. Right. But, but what happens is, is we allow those little triggers in our head, Tony, to number one, we're overconfident with what we think we know. We suddenly get greedy that we're going to miss out on this opportunity and we're no, we're no way going to be patient. Um, you know, well, anybody that wants to buy a Neo half price from six months ago, you should go get it today. Yeah. Uh, I think we're on number five. What's that last one you have for us? So if we, if we get through this, can we just end the show early? Is that how it works? No. No, nope, that's not how it works. There's no danger of that happening, Michael. You know, with Tony Robbins, the way that he titled his mistake number five was investing solely in the U.S. But really, when you read it, it's not just literally this investment recommendation. It's it's really about diversification on some level. Sure. You don't put all your money in one asset class. You don't if you don't just buy all real estate, you don't buy all stocks, you don't buy all bonds. You don't just put all your money in the U.S. is kind of what he's saying is. You diversify because there's plenty of historical evidence that shows big picture that things do well over in different times, in different places, in different situations. One of the things that he talks about in his book is he talks about the lost decade. The lost decade was the U.S. stock market between 2000 and 2009. Mm-hmm. You know, a 10-year period where the market didn't look so hot, big picture. You know, we had just peaked out from the 90s. It crashes with the tech, tech crisis stuff. And it says, if you read that, in a period known as the lost decade, the S&P 500 produced an annual return of 1.4%. But international stocks did 3.9% and emerging markets did 16.2%. Wow. So once again, if you just kind of get this big, oh no, I'm scared of the world. I'm scared of all things. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to buy the S&P 500 because that's what Jack Bogle said to do kind of stuff. Sometimes you miss out. Sometimes it's awesome and sometimes it's not. But the whole idea here is, is you need to be evaluating these things and living outside of your comfort zone a little bit. I think 
Tony Shore here would obviously advocate that that's the whole point of someone like me. I'm a professional financial planner. I'm a professional investment advisor. I do not have any emotions when I'm making decisions for you. I look at your income, your taxes, the facts, the rules, the math. I give you all of the side of your equation that you need without the emotional drama. And so the argument is, is we attempt to invest your money in a way that we think makes sense. And even last year, half the money, you know, with a lot of my accounts, a good portion of the money for half the year was in emerging markets and then it was in U.S. So we rotate through different asset classes as we see strong and weak performance in different areas of the world. If you don't have a financial planner, if you just have an investment advisor, they're probably not looking at the full big picture because the way that you invest your money is completely dependent on the way that you need to use your money in retirement. How much money do you need? When do you need it for retirement purposes, income purposes, all of that stuff. You overlay that with all the unexciting stuff like taxes and inflation and bada bing, bada boom, all of a sudden you start to formulate a retirement plan. So there's a lot here, Tony, you know, We've really covered a lot of ground today. Yeah, I'm not you sure have. what we talked about anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, you covered those five topics, things we want to be wary of. And I think it's really important. Uh, uh, all, all five were great from the Tony Robbins article. And yeah. of course, uh, you put your own spin on it. And I think that's fantastic because we need to be wary of, you know, uh, sticking our head in the sand and just thinking, we know what we're doing. We're not going to listen to anything else or being too reactionary. And I think those are some great points, especially with the volatility we've seen as of late. But yeah, we're almost out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? No. Hey, look, you know what? I think 2019 is going to be a great year, personally. I think that there's a lot of positives in the world and in the universe and in the economy. There's always drama and things to deal with. But let's all, you know, just kind of have that positive energy. Let's work towards getting things done, cleaning up our financial houses and our financial lives. Give my office a call, 805-500-7035. You can make a complimentary consultation. I can help you understand these things. I can give you a retirement income plan and help you understand your investments. Also, like I keep saying, you also get a free book. You come see us, How Your Financial Planner Failed You. I think it's a very simple, straightforward read with properly formulating a retirement plan. You can visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. You can visit our radio website. Gosh, Tony, we have so much stuff here. The radio website is Wealth Puzzle Radio and sign up for our podcast. That way you can listen to this stuff anytime you want, but never, never, never hesitate to give us a call. I'm more than happy to answer people's questions and spitball anything that you're thinking about. 805-500-7035. Otherwise, I will release everybody back to their Saturday to go enjoy their day and we will be back uh, same time, same place next week. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC, the 
Lynn Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.